Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. What's up, Progressive Overload people? I am one of your hosts, Tyson the Kaioken Kid, and I am joined with the one, the only, Josepher. Josepher. What's up, guys? How's everyone today? Everyone as in, how are you, Tyson? I'm well, man. I'm well. I'm... I, excuse me if I start burping though, dude. I have eaten. I inhaled our lunch. Yeah, or my lunch. Not you did. Lunch, but <laughs> you ate mine too. Yeah, I did. I ate two servings of barbecue with some good fatty brisket. Mm. I did have a salad and some veggies, but yeah, it's heavy on me right yeah, now. Yeah, it's you're feeling it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your chair's sitting a little lower. Just kind of rolled on in here. <laughs> That's all right. Well, today I will be doing most of the talking, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, so uh, we have a little bit different in, uh, episode in line today. Um, I am going to be, I'm a little bit nervous about this. I'm going to be sharing, uh, kind of my testimony over the, over, uh, my, I call it my Fitzdemony, yeah. uh, which my wife told me, do not name the episode that cause that's gay. Ooh, yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. Is that yeah, that's gay. not PC. That's I'm not sorry. PC buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a little bit different dynamic. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try to be vulnerable and try to share my deepest, darkest, um, fitness secrets, fitness embarrassments, and, and where God has taken me over the last couple of years, and and all that fun stuff. Well, I think so. it's I think it's good for people to hear. You know, it makes you relatable first of all, for but, sure. But you know, like your your journey, it's kind of how you got to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, so many people they need to hear these type of things. Right, right. You know, because I think some people are just so uncomfortable in their own skin. So, yeah, absolutely. So hearing how you've kind of come out of it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be good yeah, for people to hear. I think so too. So what's our question of the but day? But first, oh yes, what was your least favorite food as a child and do you still hate it or do you love it now? Uh, yeah, well, my least favorite growing up was cottage cheese. <laughs> oh yeah, and all right. I forced myself, it, like there was a time I, I just would not even think about it yeah you know like, i'm not because the texture the mm-hmm. taste i'd throw up yeah right? there's nothing that looks appetizing yeah agreed but and then i started getting into fitness and reading macros like, oh man and i realized dude it is a superfood you know, right protein is right. in a, a cup of i don't even know it's it's a huge amount oh there. yeah it's one of the best foods so uh i kind of started forcing myself to uh to eat it and yeah. now i actually really enjoy cottage cheese believe yeah. it or not yeah I have not eaten it directly, but I have started putting it in my shakes. Mm-hmm. And, um, That's how it starts. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a- Mine started, I, I used it as a dip with barbecue chips, which is completely oh, really? defeating hey. like the macro thing. Well, you're getting protein. <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I actually really enjoy it now. Well, which, I'm a fat kid at heart, man. I don't. There's not much food that I don't like. Right, right. I'm the opposite. I was picky. I was so picky. I mean, it took me until this last year to start putting mustard on things like <laughs> and, it's ranch or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the one thing I can remember is pimento and cheese. Uh, you ever, you ever I, pimento I like and cheese? Pimento. Yeah, I do. I like pimento. It cheese. was one of those things. Like I, I remember so vividly my mom just like forcing me to try it with like a Ritz cracker or something yep, like that. Yep. Like just forcing it down my throat. Like mm-hmm. you're going to try it. You're yeah. going to like it. <laughs> no, not, not quite. But it was like, I'm never eating this again because I was just forced to do it. Yeah. But literally this weekend I was like, you know what? I think it's been long enough. I'm going to try it. I was like, wow, this is actually kind of good. Bad. I put it on a little, uh, 
Oh, some kind of cracker. And I was like, dang, that's pretty good. Yeah. I've been missing out on that since I was five. Right, right. It's so. funny how your your palate matures. You know? Yeah. Um, my thing was fish growing up. And then, yeah. you know, in my in our family, um, basically, there was no restrictions. I mean, you can have as much as you want, but mm-hmm. whatever you put on your plate, you, you got to finish eat. it. You got to eat it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. You kind of get in this safe bubble where you don't want to try new things because dad's going to make you eat it. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I get that. But now that that's, I'm older. That was just our parents' generation. Yeah. Finish your dang food. That's there's, still a star- that there's a starving kid in Africa. Yeah. No well, left- name one. No leftovers right. are, are allowed to go to spoil. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's kind of get into your, uh, into your what do you call it, oh, Fitzdemony. Fitzdemony. So look, what, what made you want to get into fitness at all? I mean, just go, like, walk me through, walk me through whenever – you were kind of feeling like I need to get in shape. Right. Okay. So, well, what, I mean, fitness was always geared towards athletics, uh, until I was, you know, 25, 24. Right. It was all about making myself, uh, stronger, faster. Uh, that never worked. I never got any faster, but I tried, uh, you know, jump higher, be quicker. Um, sure. Uh, whatever that meant. Um, and so my whole life that, that's what fitness was. And so, um, when I was in college, I, uh, I was doing, uh, the whole college athletics type thing, had a coach on my freaking tail the whole time. (laughs) And I, I had always, I kind of went into college thinking I was going to do the physical therapy route, uh, because I'd injured my shoulder in high school and I just really, really enjoyed going through therapy. And, um, and I was like, man, I want to do this. And so I always knew I want to do something within like sports medicine type thing. Um, and so I went to college, um, and played baseball, then got married, uh, shortly after and, uh, quit baseball, had to get a job, do the whole married thing. And y'all got married real young, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was 20. She was 19. So yeah. Yes. There's this thing in Christian colleges called ring by spring. And it's like, it's every girl's goal who goes to a Christian college to get married as fast as possible. Really? <laughs> yes. And, uh, that's, I mean, my, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. And so, and we, we, we are like, we know we want to get married. So why are we going to wait? And yeah. so that's kind of thing, especially when you grow up in purity culture, when, Hey, we're going to my testimony. When sex is a, it is a no, no, right, there is right. no, nothing like that happening. So we were like, let's get married. Uh, <laughs> let's, you know, let's make this legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, we just, let's get married so we can type I, thing. I know, but uh, so legal within your moral, yes. you know, moral legality. Right, right, right. Oh, I know what you're saying. <clears throat> um, and you know, that's not why we got married, but we were like, it was a catalyst I for understand. sure. I yeah. Understand. Um, so anyways, that's not even part of this part. Uh, and, um, anyway, so I did not have a coach on me anymore telling me, Hey, go get faster, go get stronger, go mm. bulk up or whatever. Uh, and so I was, uh, continuing that, that diet of my coach telling me, Hey, you got to put on muscle, start eating, go eat, right, go right, eat, right. go eat, go eat. And so I can I continued that and then did not exercise anymore because I lost all purpose of the gym. Yeah. I hadn't, I had no use for it anymore. I was not, I was not trying to improve my athletic performance. And so I continued my eating habits, ballooned up, gained so much weight. Um, I probably graduated high school at maybe 200 pounds, 205. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, by the way, you're really tall though. 
Well, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like that's that's a. Well, I was lean. I was super lean, and right. I, I and I will get into to my childhood in a little while. But like, I I had always just identified as that as a fat kid. But I look back and I was like, man, I was lean. I was right. not fat whatsoever. Well, that's kind of you know you showed me pictures and stuff, and you you told me that you're like I was always a fat kid, and then yeah, your your uh, your emo days of mm-hmm. of uh, rock screamo band, your screamo garage band. Yeah, you're a skinny little white kid with eyeliner on. Like you're not a fat kid. <laughs> that was at all. one time the eyeliner. Okay. Uh, well, that's yeah. that's all. Nobody forgets. I know it's it's like the one <laughs> picture I show everybody. It's the best. It is so good. I should post it. Yeah, put that um, on. Put that on. I want that as the uh, as the my as, profile picture or no, something. Not the profile picture, but for this episode, it needs to be oh, a thumbnail okay. <laughs> as like Joe's testimony from emo from to emo, emo to power lifter yeah, or whatever you are now, whatever uh, you identify whatever as. I can identify as whatever I want. Um. Where was I? Anyways, yeah, so I, I graduated high school like 205, and then I think by middle of college I was at least 240, 250. Oh, wow, you put and, on pretty yeah. close to 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that was like all fat. I had, I mean, I did not strength train. I was weak. I mean, yeah. in high school I was, uh, I was weaker than – I was a center. I was a lineman, offensive lineman, and I was weaker than my quarterback, and that's like – that's rare right, right. for a lineman to be weaker than the quarterback. So I never – I could never put on strength very very well. Um, anyways, after I gained all that weight, I was, I was going into uh, – I was doing exercise science degree with, with intention to go into physical therapy school. Um, but I fooled around too much, got married, had to work, all that fun stuff. Probably watched way too much of The Office. Mm-hmm. Uh, my GPA wasn't quite good enough to get into physical therapy school. It's competitive. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to have at least like a three seven, three six with really really good grades. Yeah, it's uh, tough. to even get an interview. And I think I had like a three one three two. So right. still good, but not good enough. Um, sounds like the like the the theme of my life. Still good, no. not good enough. <laughs> uh, just joking. You've done well in life. I've done well. I'm very blessed. I'm just joking. Um, anyway, so at that time, uh, I started working out again. I was like, I'm embarrassed. I was miserable. Uh, I I had basically let the the um, identity that I've given myself in high school when I was the fat kid in quotations. Mm. I had just let that. I had let my identity, my false identity, become my reality. Yeah, it gave it too much power. Yes, absolutely. And um, so, it was time to start working out. And you know, I was doing like I was running, and I was. Oh, I did some CrossFit for a little bit. That's so this, this is after college. This is at like my my uh, upperclassman years oh, okay. of, of college. Okay, um, about senior year ish yeah and started kind of getting more into fitness and i lost a little bit but my heating habits didn't change just still typical married college student eating sure. frozen pizzas and stuff well, um, trying to survive that's part of it oh yeah dude i'll broke college kids man we've all <laughs> if you know i was there i know you've been there. oh yes that's that's some it's easy to gain weight just the processed oh, carbs yeah for sure you just need something that's easy right right know. man i'll never forget being so broke like this has nothing to do with this testimony, but I remember one time we had to go, I had to go pawn off, uh, as, uh, we had two microwaves. I went and pawned off one so I could buy my wife tampons. Yeah, well, man. And I accidentally, I was texting Lauren and said, I'll go get you some. I'm going to go sell the second microwave. And I texted her that and I accidentally sent it to my whole family group. Oh, whoa. She was so embarrassed. Yeah. 
And then my brother, Thanks, Joe. yeah, my brother was like, "It's okay, bub. We've been there." Yeah. And then my dad was like, "How much you need?" And he, you know, of course they took care of me. Well, that's good. But I did not mean to do that. Anyways, that's one of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me. <laughs> it's a good support system you had, though. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so where are we now? Um, well, so we're just talking about being broke, upperclassmen, right, trying to get through right. college. So I mean, so at this point, you've kind of just kind of let yourself. Um, spiral into being right. about 50 pounds overweight right yeah, yeah for sure you know man it and it was so hard because my, my wife is so beautiful and she's just uh and even now when i'm in, in much better shape people are like you still don't deserve her and i'm like i agree i don't <laughs> out of your league and so i mean it was tension on that because she was just this dime and i'm just this fat blob over here and there was tension that caused and not not that she was saying hey you're fat it it wasn't coming from her it was all internal yeah it was yeah for sure yeah um anyway so uh i got a job my senior year working uh at a uh rehab center that had a a fitness uh component Mm. and that was when i started my fitness journey a little bit and i started to really fall in love with the idea of it and I was like, man, this is such a cool place because I got to work with like special populations and mm-hmm. people who were, you know, quadriplegic, paraplegics, um, you know, all sorts of Alzheimer's and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you name it. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a blast, and I learned so much. And uh, about that time is when I was contacted uh, or connected with uh, Faith Community Hospital here, mm-hmm. and that's when. I was like, okay, I can go build this wellness center in Jacksboro, Texas, and um, and so that's that's kind of how I got connected here, and so fast forwarding to, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and go into adult life. Uh, <clears throat> I opened up the wellness center in about 2017, and before that, uh, I was doing like boot camp, teaching boot camps and teaching, uh, doing some like one-on-one sessions, like at people's houses and stuff like that. Here around Jacksboro. Yeah. Here around Jacksboro while we were building our own our, while we were building and fundraising and planning the wellness center I operate out of now. Um, but I just remember still, I, I was in, I had lost a little bit. I was probably around two thirty around then yeah. maybe, but I still just, I didn't, I didn't, li- I didn't live the life that I was coaching other people. Right. Um, I would work out here and there. I never took it seriously. I never took my nutrition seriously, but I was coaching people to do that. Yeah. I was coaching people in boot camp. I was teaching eight boot camp classes a week. And I remember specifically people saying, Hey, Joe, why don't you join us in these boot camp classes? Mm-hmm. And I was just, uh, I was too self conscious to do that because I was afraid of them for them to see me exercising for, for like me to be slower than them, the sure. co- the boot camp instructor, this, the, the guy who are all these guys are, all these people are paying. Mm-hmm. I was, I would just stand in the corner with a timer, you know, I would demonstrate exercises, but I never actually did the whole class with them. Right. Right. And just, it was all because I was just so stuck in my head of just afraid of being judged because I, I was the fat kid. My, my whole identity was being the fat kid. And I don't know, where that came from, whether it was, you know, comments made to me, like I did go through like a chubby phase in like middle school mm-hmm. where, I mean, everybody gets, you know, that awkward middle sure. school, yeah. baby fat type thing. I was and yeah, I remember I've seen pictures. Of you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I guess that identity just stuck with me for so long. And I, and I wish I could just go back and, and tell my old self. Yeah. Well, uh, if, if you know now, if you knew 
what you know now, right? I know, you yeah. Know? You should but write a song about that. Huh? <laughs> maybe so. But the thing about that is, is man, when you're going through it, it's so hard to see it from other people's perspective, yeah. and you can only see it from yours. For sure. Um, and then you build momentum on that. Mm-hmm. And then you start self-doubting, and it's just a spiral downward. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and this whole time, you know, it's not like I was just this miserable blob of a person. It's just when it came to fitness, I was just extremely insecure. And, I mean, my marriage was still thriving. And, I mean, parts of my lives were still fine at this point. Um, but it, when it, when it came to my work, like I, I just was not walking the walk. I was, right. I was talking it and that's about it. I never took it serious for myself. Um, and so we opened the wellness center and I really start to take it more serious. I, I, I lose a lot of the weight that I had gained. I, this is, this is the time period of my life where I was like full keto. This is keto Joe. This is keto Joe yeah, where I, yeah. I talk about that. I've talked about that a lot and I did it for like a year and a half, maybe two years, maybe probably not. And I, I, I lost a lot of the weight, but yeah. looking back, I see all of the damaging uh, things that were happening then. Sure. Um, you talking about just relationship with food? Yeah, or? relationship with carbohydrates, mate, mostly. Like, yeah. even to this day, I've, I've talked about this a lot, how I just, when I get around certain carbohydrates, I feel like I just don't have control of myself over mm-hmm. it because they were such, I was like, I fantasized over them yeah. and when I was so hardcore keto and that, that's a little over dramatization, but, um, so it's definitely something that I have to fight every day still. Um, and then, um, I'm kind of thinking where, uh, I, oh yeah, at this point, my daughter, uh, I, w- I was, I was, I lost a lot of weight. I was doing really well. I was lifting, you know, you know, two or three times a week I was exercising, working, better and getting better at getting rid of that old skin of fat old Joe type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and my wife, my daughter comes, my daughter is born and that just threw everything under the bus. I didn't have a plan for continuing my journey. I, we had for like two months after the birth, like we had people, different people from our church giving us different meals and it's all, different types of oh, carbohydrate yeah. loaded casseroles and stuff yeah. like that. And, w- and at that point I was, I was not, I was off keto. I had the on or off mentality and I freaking went ham on yeah. those carbohydrates. <laughs> Just suppressed it for so long. Yeah. 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 For sure. And floodgates opened. Well, and then just the whole idea of a kid coming in and your whole schedule gets turned up on its head. Oh, for sure. You know, it, it sucks. Well, the, the schedule part, it was the most, amazing miracle of my life well, having sure. a kid but uh you're though everything else gets oh man neglected yeah i would yeah well everything's on the black back burner for a reason too yeah I and mean, you have this res- new responsibility that's your <laughs> yeah. everything yes yes and uh this is this next part i want to talk about is actually a huge part of part of my story uh that i'd i'd like to almost bring a more awareness to it um, because I struggled with uh, paternal postpartum, postpartum depression, depression disorder, yep. um, or P-P-P-D. if you want, it's like PPPD or whatever. Um, I w- I would like to bring awareness to this because when I when I had first mentioned it to some people, they were like, "Oh, that's not a real thing. That's not a real thing." But it, uh, I mean, I've done tons and tons of research. I've talked with people about it. it about one out of ten men struggle with or uh, diagnosed with this. It, it's the same thing as postpartum depression sure. that women get but in the on the paternal side yeah and it's irritability uh, anxiety aggression loss of interest in work and life yes. in general yes yeah 
I mean, my, my whole world was flipped upside down. I wasn't getting the attention from my wife that I was used to because my wife and I were married for eight years before we had the kid. Yeah. So I was just used to all of this time with my wife and just life, uh, life circumstances just changed. And, and I was, I was not the same person that I am now whatsoever. Um, I, and I look back and I, I was depressed like a hundred percent. I never thought I would be that type of person that was depressed, but it happened. Um, so if that is you that struggle, if you've struggled with that, it's a real thing, get help. Uh, I mean, exercise through it. Don't do what I did. Don't give up. Um, and, uh, the worst part about what happened to me was right when I was in the middle of that is when COVID came. Yeah. This is right around the time where you and I actually became friends. Uh huh. Yeah. This was, is you, was... you came into my life when I was probably at my lowest. Mm -hmm. Probably. I think so. Um, Man, I, I had just put on so much weight. This is when I was I was so scared to work out in the own gym. Just once again, those those soundtracks, those grooves that were cut into my brain of just shame um, that I had let my body get to where it was. And those negative feelings produced so many more negative feelings. And I was scared for to be judged. I was, uh, man, it was it was a bad time. Well, I mean, and all of that, you're the you're the face of a gym, right? Right. You know, so you're having all of this on top of the uh, the perception of yourself, mm -hmm. right? Where you think you're supposed to have this certain look, hundred percent of, of a gym owner or a right. gym manager, right? You know, no, hundred percent. And you don't, ha and you didn't look that way, right? Not at all, right? No, no. I showed you a picture yesterday. That was yeah. That was one of the worst pictures I've ever seen in my life. There's a lot going on in there. <laughs> And, 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 and bless those who stood by my side and the clients that continued to train with me. Uh, thank you for not giving up on me and, th uh, especially, you know, Kelly and there's a couple others that have been with me through that time. Um, thank you for sticking with me. Thank you to my employer for not firing <laughs> me. Um, uh, cause I, I, I was totally checked out. Uh, right. and, and I think because of that, there were some work circumstances that changed. Uh, I mean, creating uh that depression probably spiraled into relationships at work and mm -hmm. things happened where uh some work circumstances changed and that just sent me spiraling down again yeah and and you know this for the longest time we would have lunches together and i would tell you hey i'm interviewing here this week i'm interviewing All here i'm trying to get this job over here hey this one's looking promising and i was like I was doing everything I could to get out of this job because i thought that was what was making me yeah. unhappy yeah you remember that i do quite and I remember some of the conversations that we would have and some mm -hmm. of the advice that I would give you. Yeah, you, you helped me a lot through that time. You know, um, sometimes sometimes you're looking for a change of circumstance whenever the answer is not external. 100%. It's, it's internal. You know? Absolutely. And that's hard to hear. Yeah. You're, you're lucky I'm kind of a mean guy and don't mind to hurt feelings. No, you, you but, told me up straight most of the time. But I don't know, man. Um, as far as working you know, changes and all, and all that kind of thing, I don't think I don't think any of that was necessarily just specific because of your um, because your job output. Because here's the thing: is is during even though you're doing all going through all this internally, externally you're still getting clients the results that they were after. I still was, yeah. And that was the thing, man. Is your advice has always been solid, you're, right? Your what you were saying was solid, right? But the but people would judge you directly from you know the mm -hmm. book's cover, absolutely, yeah. And, and you knew it, and that 100%. was what it hurt. Right? Yeah, yeah. Every time. I would give somebody advice, whether the advice was accurate or not. I knew that I was not following the same advice, and that just produced more and more shame. And and right. uh, 
more um, just negative feelings of, sure. of I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to find the right word to go there, but you're right though. Um, I but even during the, the the pandemic and all that stuff, it was kind of it was a great reset for you though. At the same time, you kind of got a kick in the butt a little bit. Even um, with work, work mm-hmm. circumstances changing, pandemic going on. Right. So I, I remember a specific conversation and I really want to, I'm not trying to take credit for any of it, but, you know, I really think that was where the podcast actually spawned was some of the conversations that we had where it it's was, very likely, yeah. you know, where it was like, you know, something's, something's got to give somewhere. Right. And I don't know, you, you flipped a switch. So yeah. become, you, be, you became a new person and you were inspired. Yeah, for sure. And I don't. I look back and I think I was just, I realized I'm not getting these jobs that I'm applying for. I'm not becoming happier. I'm not getting these things that I'm begging for just because honestly, I didn't deserve them. I I don't deserve to go get this awesome job, making this much money, getting an awesome promotion, awesome pay increase when I don't deserve it because I'm not living the life that I'm supposed to be living. And, um, and so, yeah, and I was like, okay, if something's going to change, it's got to be me first. And mm-hmm. I finally, I don't know, it's probably middle of 2021, um, whenever, you know, coming out of the pandemic started to get some sort of normalcy back. Uh, I just finally kind of, you know, took the bull by the horns and yep. something happened in my mind. And I, I was like, I got to do this. This is, and I'm, I'm the only one that's going to make me happier. Right, right. Um, and I'll talk a little bit at the end, kind of where the Lord was with all of this, because he he played a hand, or I mean, he led me through all of this, and um, it was because of him that I I, I snapped out of this. Um, but um, I guess it was yeah, middle of twenty twenty one, and I think I, I I had this idea of of starting a podcast. You know, I was like, okay, that would be awesome. And I didn't, at that point, I didn't even, I wasn't even doing that for myself. Uh, like what this podcast has done for me so much is just the accountability. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be talking this to hundreds and hundreds of people now, I definitely got to be living it. Right. Right. Um, nobody's going to listen to this if, if, uh, if I'm not living out what I'm preaching. Certainly. And and I wish I would have had that, that click in my brain a long time ago, but, um, Oh man, it's it's never too late, and I think that's where some no. people really kind of get into their own heads. Is they 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 think that well, I'm already forty years old, I'm already fifty years old. Listen, we all we all come into our own in our own time, mm-hmm. and you have as much time as it requires to walk the life you're supposed to walk. Right. You know. Right. That's such a great point, and I, and and even me in the middle of my fitness career is when my fitness brain clicked. You yeah. know, I. I paid all my bills. I mean, we made money, everything. I mean, financially was fine, but, um, I didn't, once I started bringing for me, once I started bringing the Lord into the equation is when things have clicked for me, honestly, uh, finding, uh, and we, we've been preaching this over and over is getting the way we look out of our head and letting my aesthetics, letting my weight loss, letting my, muscle gain or whatever it be, whatever it is, let that be a byproduct of the mm-hmm. life that I'm living, but not let it be the result I'm striving for. Sure, sure. Um, that was a huge thing. Cause like I was back in the pandemic when I was gaining all that weight, 
I was not honoring the Lord with what I put in my mouth. I yeah. was not honoring the Lord with the movement that I put my body through or the lack of, um, and really getting, getting that, uh, switch was a huge part of that learning and figuring out that God does not care whether I look, what I, what I look like. Mm -hmm. He's already bought my soul. He's already bought my body. He's already died for me. Um, so all I have to do is just give what I have back to him. And that's been the, the best thing for my mindset. And yes, I want to, I want, I wish I had lost more weight this year or last year or whatever. I wish I had put on more muscle, but I have worked out every single day or I've, you know, I've, I'm living the life. Yeah. I'm, I am, I am changed. I have changed so many bad habits in the kitchen or when we're eating out or whatever. I have, I have completely turned my life around and that has bled into my marriage being better. Mm -hmm. My, I have more energy. I'm stronger to play with my daughter who requires so much of that. Oh yeah. And I love to give it. And I, I never want to be that person. that's just sitting down while their kid is playing Sure. at, you know, at the trampoline park or, you know, at the park or mm -hmm. something like that. Like yesterday took Presley to the park, chased her around in the sand pits for an hour while all the other parents sat down on their phones. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm better than you. Yeah. And I know it. <laughs> I like uh, it. I yeah. Like it. <laughs> you know, I um, do know. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think, um, I'm just really blessed to be where I am now. And I'm so excited to continue my journey to continue, uh, to see where I get from here. And, um, I'm so blessed to have this podcast to be able to share this message with people. And I hope this, that they can identify with some of it. Um, and learn that it's just not too late. Well, it's definitely not too late, but also one of the main things is, is even, you know, even through the walk with God and everything else at the end of the day, your own accountability is what pulls you through and right. makes, I mean, it's not going to happen magically. No. You know, and whether, you know, I remember I was having the discussion with Adam, you know, whether, you know, that saying, um, God only helps the ones that help themselves. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, whether that's true or not, all I do know for sure is you can pray all day long, but if mm -hmm. you about, about your weight and everything else, but if you don't get oh, yeah. up and, and make changes yourself, absolutely. It ain't going to happen. That's such a good point. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. And, and, I just remember just before before it all clicked, I remember just grasping for straws. Like, I remember spending hundreds of dollars on, like, gummies, supplement gummies. It's yeah, like, this sure. is going to be my answer. Oh, yeah. I remember, uh, like, I was I was eating so terribly. I struggled so badly with, an, with acid reflux. Mm -hmm. And instead of changing my life, changing my eating habits, I'm going to buy these apple cider vinegar gummies that's going to solve my problems yeah, <laughs> yeah little as i know yeah. it's never the easy fix. no it's no never the quick fix and that's that's such a huge thing because uh something's been on my mind lately is um you know you reap what you sow certainly and that that's just been that keeps being placed in front of me uh and like an e even at a scientific level like uh i was listening to huberman he was talking about, you know, the, these dopamine kicks uh, mm -hmm. that people are just constantly searching for. And yep. like, we're getting desensitized to our dopamine because it takes less, it's taking less and less work to get the dopamine spikes. Right. Um, and it causes really negative feedback loops. But whenever we 
can earn dopamine spikes through hard work, through satisfaction yeah. of our own hard work. Um, it creates um, you're you're less desensitized to it, and it it just works in a better pathway for your brain. And yeah. and that works. That just that transfers so well to to my journey. I could have I could have done I could have gotten a weight loss surgery, or I could have uh, done something quick or whatever. Um, but I, I think even then it would have all came back because my mindset didn't, my mindset wouldn't have changed. Um, and that's the case a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. I would say probably most of the time, most of the time, you know, the, the, the quick fix is also easily undone. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I'm trying to think if I missed anything. Well, I know where it all started, you know, was, was in your childhood though. You know, yeah. and that's something we didn't really cover too much. We kind of jumped in the middle there, right? We kind of, and sorry. not to not to go too far back, no. but I mean, I think it's important for people to realize to talk to your kids and to yes. and to watch watch their own self their self esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, and as a as a martial arts instructor that I teach kids a lot, mm-hmm. it's it's apparent. Really, it's apparent. You yeah. can look at somebody and tell their confidence level. Mm-hmm. You can tell their maturity right. level, and very quickly too. And you can tell when they need help, right? And it's it's sad to see I bet because because there's there's people that you know where they're not they're not getting that at home from from a strong father figure or a strong mm-hmm. mother figure, right? You know they're 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 grasping at straws too, yeah. and then it's spiral. And I'm not talking bad about your parents at all. Oh no, but no, but it's but whenever I'm seeing that the problem is early and yeah. how preventable it is now. Right. It it's just sad to see. Right. I think it's I mean, it's important for parents to one watch how they talk about themselves in front of their mm. kids. Yeah. I don't think that wasn't I don't think that was stemmed from me. Um I think I more specifically just remember comments made like when I was in like second or third grade or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um that was probably where it started. Um <clears throat> but parents, yes, please don't don't call yourself fat in front of them. Don't let them make connections of my size or my belly with my worth. Yeah, um, yeah. And because that's what happened to me is like I connected with with the fact that I identified as a fat kid to I was less worthy to, um, you know, achieve certain things. And, sure. And uh, but also, if you're not speaking life into your kids. Nobody else will. It's it's true, I and, mean, they, and they don't have it in them to talk to themselves that way yet. No, you know, no, they can't lift themselves up yet. You have to do it. Right. You have to be the one that shows them, and the best way is to show them through yourself. Absolutely, hundred percent. You have to live. You they they are not going to respond to just what you're telling them no. to do. They're going to respond to what they watch you do. I mean, how many times did you hear it growing up? Because I told you to. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> yes. I said so. That's why. Yes. I hate that. Honestly, I hate that too. And, and yeah, and that's a that's something that I'll never I'll never say. Yeah, even to my students, right? You know, I'll never ask them to do something that I'm not already doing or have done a million times. Right, right. That's so good. Yes, please take heed to that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think where else. I'm well, the reason why I brought it back to the to the beginning is because it's a snowball effect, though. Yeah, it starts yeah. so small and it grows and it grows and it grows. So now it's a it's a giant problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh I think I think the message that I that you can take from that is is to handle it early. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Early prevention. Early prevention. <laughs> but right. if it's too late, well, I shouldn't say too late, but if it's if it's already a large problem, right. 
the best time to start right now. Yep. Not tomorrow. Like right now. Yeah. I heard that quote the other day. It was like, uh, the best time to plant a tree was 60 years ago, but the second best time is now. That's right. I now. love that. Yeah. It's so yeah, true. I heard that. I was like, dang, that's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, I hope that, um, I hope that this story helped some people and that it, uh, helped you relate to, to my story and that you can, um, you know, take some lessons from it and understand that, uh, we're not all perfect. We all need help. Uh, I'm sure people saw me back then and looked at me as uh, just happy old Joe. Sure. Um, well, you hit it well. Yeah. And I probably did. Um, but you never know, uh, what somebody's struggling with. Um, so before, get to know them before we end up though. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a little bit about how hard it was to start though, because that, that typically is the hardest part is just realizing this is a problem, but there's no way to fix it other than me getting up and doing it. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, that's like the, that was the whole year of 2021 was me trying to start over yeah. and over and, and over and I would fail and I would start and I would fail and I would start and I would fail. Like, so it was like the whole year was just this slow ramp up to 2022. I hit it hard. Yeah. And I am not looking back. Right, uh, right. And, and it was just defeating that mindset. I, I stopped caring about what people thought about me. Yeah. And that was a huge thing. Uh, I stopped caring about what I was wearing. I stopped or whether somebody would see me in a certain outfit. I don't know, something like that. And and just do it and just do it for yourself sure and who cares who sees whatever totally totally yeah and it you know it does get easier once you build a little bit of momentum it becomes you get those dopamine spikes from from your workout for sure there's that self-reward there even though it becomes easier i'll i'll be the first to admit man there i wake up every morning not every morning at least three times a week sometimes four yeah to work out at five in the morning Mm -hmm. and just about every morning there's that battle with the alarm clock. Oh, 100%. Every morning. <laughs> it's true. And it's like, do I get up and put on the shorts, yeah. put on the workout gear, and and go? Yeah. The, every morning is a battle. Mm-hmm. And I win I win 90% of the time. Yeah. But every now and again, you fail. Yeah. And that's okay. That doesn't mean it's you okay. get to fail again tomorrow. Right. Take your failure, take your L, and then and then win tomorrow. Right. And that's that's why I'm refusing to get comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm content with my life, and I'm content with where I am. Um, but I am not comfortable. And there, I think there's a difference there, but I don't know how to explain the difference. Um, I know the second I get too comfortable is when I'm going to start picking up old habits. Sure. And just cause I'm, I've been at this pretty hard for, you know, two years now does not mean that I'm, I'm safe from old habits. No, you know? never. It's always there. Yeah. It's always there. Yeah, it is. Why? Um, you know, the, there's a there's a good quote from uh, Chael Sonnen. He's a he's a ex UFC uh, mm-hmm. middleweight fighter, uh, title challenger, great fighter. But um, he says the easiest thing to do in the world is quit. Yeah. Like in the process of the middle of a fight, the easiest thing you can do is tap out. Mm-hmm. It's so hard not to, mm-hmm. and that 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 goes into to working out. Yeah, for 100%. sure, hundred percent, for sure, hundred percent. It's hard to, to to be running on the treadmill, and any more any <laughs> moment you can just hit that off button. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have to fight with that. That off button's a lot, a lot easier to press than that start button. That's kind of that's for one sure. of the one of the things I'm struggling with right now is I'm working up to it. I am, but I'm wanting to run to the gym in the mornings. 
before my workouts. Oh, I would really? run up here and it's yeah. it's not even that far. It's, it's the run back that sucks after you've killed yourself. Totally. <laughs> totally. But but it's one of those things like every I've been mapping it out on my on my oh, yeah? drive to work and I was like, I'm gonna start this. I'm gonna start this. But it's been it's been one of those battles where it's yeah. like, is today the day? And then it's like eh, today's le- and I have these excuses. Today's right. leg day. Right. I definitely don't want to be running back. And then what if I'm late? I gotta hurry, you know? Yep. Like yep. so those excuses are still there even, even are. for the people that are, they work out often. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. But anyway, yeah. well, that's a good testimony, man. Thanks. I hope it wasn't too, uh, all over the place. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Hopefully I'll get something from it. Well, appreciate y'all for stopping in here and me, uh, at some point in time, we'll do this, uh, the same thing with you and let people kind of dive into you a little bit. Um, get to know your testimony, that's your a testimony a little bit better. Dark story. It's a dark story, <laughs> but there's light at the end of the tunnel. There is. I've turned out all right. Yeah, I think you've done pretty well for yourself, my friend. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for stopping by. Um, we love you all. Share us. Like us. Follow us. All that fun stuff. All that good stuff. Yes, all right. Sir. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.